I like Blink-182. Does that matter? That's fine. I mean, <laughs> did you hear the disdain in his voice when you said fine. that? That's fine. That's no, fine. no. I, you know what? I, I bet I, I don't like Blink-182, but it's not because of their music. It's because when I was in grade school, uh, Blink-182 was starting to get like a little bit more popular. Yeah. And I just remember one day uh, someone being like, Oh man, did you hear so and so song by Blink One Eighty Two? And I was just like, "Who's Blink One Eighty Two? And they're like, "You don't know who that is. You're a loser." And then just I was like, "Well, now I'm gonna hate this band for fucking forever." Now in Daryl's mind, he just hears this echo of "loser, loser, loser." Yeah. So it's like I just I can't like Blink One Eighty Two because of it. Mind Gap Podcast. And welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And boy, do we have a treat for you today. We have our second guest, <gasps> Mr. Daryl McSweeney. Yeah. Hi. Daryl, welcome. Hi. I'm uh, glad to be here. We're so happy to have Daryl here because not only is he a funny guy, but he's a good guy as well. Oh, okay. He's one well, of the thank good you. ones. Oh. You got one of those names from The Walking Dead. I do. I do. You know what? Strangely <laughs> enough, I had that name... Much longer than that show has been around. Daryl's older (laughs) than you, though. Well, mm -hmm. okay. How do I explain this? In dog years, though, it's different. Right. All right, I'll accept that. (laughs) I don't like it, but I'll accept it. You know what? I will say I am glad for that show because Daryl is kind of an unorthodox name. Mm -hmm. But now because of that show, I tell people my name is Daryl. And they're like, oh, from The Walking Dead. I'm like, yes. Oh, you're a badass? (laughs) Yeah. Nice. You can shoot a bow and arrow? Awesome. And then I pull the squirrel out of my pocket and start eating my lunch. Take a bite off off its head and you're done. That's fantastic. For those of you who don't know Daryl, according to his Wikipedia page, (laughs) he is originally from Illinois. Yes. He went to school. I did. He writes. Sometimes. And he's a comedian. All the time. So we are so happy to have him here. Daryl and I are also in an improv group called Class Act. We are. It's we great. We are two-fifths of that group here mm-hmm. today. Yes. And uh, I invited Daryl because Daryl has really good opinions. I, uh, I have strong opinions. Strong opinions. We'll see if they're good. And today... <laughs> We have a treat because I have put together a list of some kind of insane and interesting fan theories regarding TV shows and movies. And I thought, strap in, ladies and gentlemen, because this is going to get real. This is You butts are going to hurt after this? Yeah, <laughs> butts are going to hurt. So I don't know how long this is going to go, but uh, we're going through every single one of these theories. It's going to be our first three-hour podcast. Yeah! <laughs> All right, guys. So to get us started, has anyone seen Minority Report starring Tom Cruise? Uh, no. Years ago. <laughs> Surprise, Daryl. You haven't seen a movie. Uh, I might be, uh, for, the, for the listeners to understand, I'm a little bit younger, I think, than our podcasters. So there are a lot of Darryl, movies how old are you? that I am 24. Really? Yeah. No, see, we appeal We appeal to the 12 to 14 demographic. Oh, for <clears throat> sure. Yeah. I mean, so that's... you're like super old to them. You're like that's fair enough. Old yeah. man. Children, please, uh, you don't know what this means, but wear condoms. <laughs> it's important. Do it. Not yet, but someday. <laughs> just just tuck that back in the back of your mind. Remember that bit of information. Yeah. Wear a condom. That's going to come in handy. Sleep not on only it. does it lubricate, but it protects you. Yes. Very important. <laughs> and both these things are important. They are, yes. 
So there's also an ongoing joke amongst our group that we always reference a movie and Daryl has never seen it. So this doesn't surprise me. So as we go down this list, we'll see how many of these Daryl has. Uh, I'm gonna keep a seen. tally. So that's one so far. <laughs> one so okay, all right. Movies all right. one, Daryl zero. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's so, what my mom always said. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> my mom loves her movies. Um, so Minority Report stars Tom Cruise, and right. he is a. You're saying right like you know. Well, I I haven't seen it, but okay, I am aware of the okay, movie. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, cool. So in this movie, Tom Cruise uh, plays sort of like a. I, I almost said time cop. He's not a time cop. That's he, that's Jean Claude. That's Jean Claude. <laughs> that's right. He plays a crime prevention cop where yeah. they have like the 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 precogs that can see mm-hmm. into the future yeah. and they can tell when someone's going to get murdered. So he goes around stopping and preventing people uh, mm-hmm. from murdering or doing those. Actually, it's just murdering. They don't mm-hmm. stop them from doing other crimes. Mm-hmm. But one of the things they do is when they catch people, they put this thing on called a halo. Do you remember this, Justin, from the movie? Vaguely, go ahead. Okay, so they put this thing on called a halo. And supposedly when you put it on people, they immediately kind of like submit and it's kind of like they put them in this prison where they're – the, the, the prison the guards. The dementors are there. The, <laughs> and the dementors are there. They suck out the, all the happy the memories hope from and your happiness, life. The hope and happiness, yeah. Um, I might be confusing two movies. <laughs> um, so at some point during the movie, Tom Cruise, you know, to spoil this thing just right out right out the gate. That's fine. Um, Tom Cruise is framed for a murder <gasps> that he's supposedly supposed to yeah. commit, which ultimately he does murder the guy, but you find out some other information. Right. He ultimately gets caught. Mm-hmm. And they put a halo on him. Mm-hmm. And then his wife busts him out. Nice. And then they catch the guy who's doing this. The guy kills himself. Everybody's happy. Okay. Right? Movie ends with a happy story and everything like that. I can already sense where this theory is going. Where do you think it's going? Um, that the happy ending was part of some sort of halo-induced... Uh, this guy ooh. fucking yeah. gets it! Yeah. Uh, I didn't even see fucking that coming, and it. I like it. <laughs> so there's a theory that says when Tom Cruise is caught and imprisoned with a halo... That there's uh, th- he's kind of in a coma in this prison, and it sh- mm-hmm. specifically shows him like captured and going down. There's a prison warden that says, uh, "They say you have visions that all your dreams come true." Okay. Yeah. And then after that, from that point on, people are suggesting that once that happens, uh, everything you see after that point in time is just his dream yeah. being within the halo and in the prison. So, could you would it stand to reason then that people are surmising that Minority Report feeds directly into Vanilla Sky? <laughs> oh shit! Because I have seen Vanilla Sky. You're welcome. Hey, You're right. welcome. Daryl one, movies one. All right, <laughs> it's a tie up. now. That is a, <laughs> you, he, <laughs> listeners. He is actually marking this. He's in making a check book. marks. He's ticking them down. This is not, not a bit. This is real. Seen. <laughs> seen. <laughs> um, but holy, uh, you know what? I didn't like this theory at first, but knowing it goes into that makes me like it. I like that even crazier now. Like the whole thing was him actually. Oh, that's that would be in, that would be even more incredible, right? Yeah. If you could somehow loop multiple movies together that the same actors yeah. in, yeah. that's awesome. It's like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, but it's just like <laughs> how many of these actors' movies can you make logical mm. chronological yeah. sense with each other? Well, it's kind of like you remember when we were working and we were joking about re-editing uh, Jaws yes. to be like because uh, you know some people re-edited yes. trailers for like The Shining. And they made oh, it look yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. We like a re- rom-com. I've, and, seen, yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. We wanted to re-edit this Jaws Jack. To, to be like, <laughs> he's got trouble with this kid. <laughs> um, we wanted to re-edit Jaws to make it seem like a family like vacation movie. Okay, yeah. Um, but we were also talking, what if every movie ever was all connected? And we wanted to edit like all these different things like coming together. 
I'm gonna, it's it's all rushing in my head right now. I'm not gonna get all this. Do you remember when we were talking I, about this again? Vaguely, yeah. Was it like Jaws was an Air Bud type situation? <laughs> well, something like you would somehow like, like he's the sixth man. <laughs> like somehow, like you're watching like you know the end of like the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, you see Charlton Heston. Spoiler alert for that fucking movie. Uh, and, yeah. yeah, he's. It's like all of a sudden, like the the the, the camera pans out to the ocean, and then you see like the orca come out and then like they're doing all this Free Willy, stuff. Like, yeah goes and by then, for some reason they look up at the sky and then all of a sudden you see like star wars happening oh like, I th- you know, I, i'm starting to it's like somehow this, you yeah. connect every movie oh, together using like the shots yeah, like you, you connect yeah. a bunch of movies together saying like all this is happening in the same universe that would be very cool i really yeah. want to try and do that but i'm too lazy <laughs> <laughs> well hey, then, wouldn't this be fun i'm not gonna do it i'm just but. saying it'd be cool well that and because like that's not even just like editing clips yeah that would be you have to superimpose clips sure. on top and I, I don't know how to do that that's, i don't know how to do that yeah as far as i know that's wizardry so there's a touch of that in there yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. for sure yeah so what do you guys think about that theory do you think it's a good one i mean i like my th- i think my theory holds more water <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay i'll say this and this was something that i knew was going to come up I think a lot of theories for a lot of different media and TV sh- or uh, movies and TV shows is mm-hmm. always like some aspect of it is an illusion or in mm-hmm. someone's head or didn't yeah. really happen, and uh, it's like I, the, that one entire season of Dallas. That yes, which just, <laughs> yeah. I woke up, I had a terrible dream. I dreamed season five. <laughs> or it was that show? I don't remember what it's called, but it was basically just an autistic kid. Like with, oh, it was, it was uh, playing in yeah. his head. Was it Saint Elmo's Fire? That is a movie that. No, was it? St. Elmo's Fire is like... No, is it? The only thing I know about St. Elmo's Fire is my mom used to listen to the soundtrack all the time in the car on a cassette tape. I remember remember one of the main things was like... It was a hospital movie. Or a hospital TV show. St. Elmo's Fire is not a a hospital. That's a movie about a bunch of kids going to a bar. It's a hospital. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. St. Elmo's Fire! I just remember that part of the song. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. I you said cassette tape, and I was like, "Yes, you are older than I am." I am older it's than like you. A decade before. <laughs> My, uh, it's so funny. Like, I, that, that's going to be your homework, and I'm going to post that on the, after <laughs> to we post learn this, what a cassette tape is. Not that, but to listen to the song, I'm going to post that song <laughs> okay. on our Facebook page. I just typed in show ends and Google autofilled with a snow globe. Ah, that's it. I'm like, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. Yep. Saint mm-hmm. elsewhere. That's Saint what Elf- I see. Yeah. Where, okay, you were close. I get it. You're like Saint almost far. I'm like, nope. That's not the one <laughs> so. at all. So I, I think that's a very common fan theory mm-hmm. where um, you know people just want to take good movies and then like make them even clever, add sure. that cherry to the top. And sort of the easiest way to do that is to add that twist. Well, it's also too because like that twist has been pretty cool. I don't know if you guys have watched Jacob's Ladder, Daryl. Again, have not seen it. Am aware ah, of it. Hasn't though. seen it. I it played with Jacob's yeah, Ladder. My, yeah, so you haven't me. seen it either. Goddamn guys. Oh well, then I don't think I should be marked for that one. <laughs> All right, I think that's fair. If Justin hasn't seen it either, yeah. then yeah, it doesn't that's count. That's not how this game works. <laughs> this is my game. <laughs> <laughs> G- give me that book. <laughs> well, I'm going to spoil Jacob's Ladder for you because it came out in the 70s. That's so, fine. Essentially, it's got. Uh, Tim Robinson. Holy shit, that's who I was going to get. Tim Robbins, right? Oh, that's his name. Mind. He's from Shawshank Redemption. What's his name? Oh shit. I just want I love seeing you like just look it's, at the, look at the the eye Tim, and he's like, "Ah, Tim Robbins?" You look Tim like Robbins, you're in pain, Robinson, man. Robbins, David Robinson. I think it's it, it, yes, it's Robinson Caruso. Robinson Caruso. <laughs> that's who is in it. Yes. Isn't Tim Robbins the motivational speaker? That's Tony. That's Tony. <laughs> that's, Damn it. That's t- shit. Um Tony Romo? <laughs> 
God damn it. I hate Tony. Robbins. Where would we be without the internet? Where would we be with right? Because these are the you, you know, know Tim 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 Robbins, Tim Robbins is the one you're looking for. I think right. Tim Robinson. Danger Will Robinson. Hey, Wait, Robinson. That's hey, look at you. That's a good reference. Yeah, that's he was. Even yeah. He was me. on one season of SNL. Is that <laughs> ugly? Like he's got like the beak. Don't know that. Oh, guy at I all. do recognize yeah. him. Yeah, funny. And if he's listening, I, I'm that. I he's hysterical. Like, he's got a big just, nose. That's all he's yeah, saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, and I have a fat stomach, so that's. I mean, we're we're even. And a huge head. I my uh, head is. My mother was a saint. I'm bald <laughs> and I sweat a lot, and it usually starts at my knees. See, so, we there all we go. <laughs> we all got problems, guys. All got problems. Not me. I'm fine. Good for you, Derek. <laughs> so Jacob's Ladder, basically, it's a guy who's in Vietnam, and he gets shot, and then supposedly he comes back home. He's mm-hmm. seeing all these cr- incredible visions of heaven and hell, blah, 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 blah. It's just a one giant fever dream that he's having of him mm-hmm. being in purgatory, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So those sorts of things have been around for a while. I like this sort of application to Minority Report because it's something I didn't think of, and it's very plausible. The mm-hmm. thing I like about a theory yeah. is, is when it makes sense because I'm like, cool, if you think about it, it could happen. Happen. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, because with Minority Report, at least there's like a we have these Halo things and they talk about it. Because sometimes people, I, I've seen th- fan theories where it's just like, remember that one point thirty minutes in we got hit in the back of the head. Well, after that, the rest of the movie's just yeah, a coma dream, and it's like you're really reaching yeah, there. Yeah, those are reaching. Trust me, yeah. I've got ones that are reaching on here, and we're okay. going to discuss one. Love All it. right, let's dump. Just Love jump it. Into right, it. Let's go on to can the I, next can one. Can I ask right. though, real quick, what yeah. you just explained about Jacob's letter? Was that a fan theory or was that the plot? That's the actual movie. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which is actually I just. I highly recommend you guys check it out. Yeah. It's a pretty freaky movie. It's well, kind it, of a horror film. If it came out movie. in the '70s, that yeah. was what, like the whole that was the LSD time. Yeah, so that's kind probably... of like yeah. The, 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 it was a really really cool movie. I, I recommend it. It's pretty freaky. It's got a lot of good practical effects and stuff like that. It's got, each, yeah. each era has its own dream. I, I was gonna say yeah. I was like that. I've never heard it put. You remember the '70s? That was the LSD time. Yeah. <laughs> And then the the eight- 60s was the marijuana time. Yep. The 80s was cocaine. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And uh, 90s, the 90s was ecstasy. And then the was it ecstasy. Maybe the, I was too close. The to The odds were meth. The what? The odds. The odds. Yeah. Were meth really? Yeah. Or was the 90s heroin? I I see. I was gonna say heroin for the see, 90s. I, I always think it was X. I thought it was more of like a feel good time. Like literally, I feel like, like this feels good. Is more of like a later 2000s sort of thing. You know, taking some Molly. You know, touching your ding dong. Well, Molly is different <laughs> than X. I mean. Well, I don't what? know my drugs. I'm sorry. All the right. 90s. Drugs one, Doug zero. <laughs> one the nineties. The nineties was when like Ritalin came out and stuff too. That's, that's true. So that's the the late nineties were the Adderall phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those weren't real. I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, right. I I too was sort of like asterisk on that because yeah. I don't know if they're people did use like it a lot, hard so drugs. Yeah. Want to do some Adderall? Try to stay focused. Hey, you guys want to snort some fucking Adderall? Hey, man, I got this huge test I got to study for. You want to see how wide our eyes can get? (laughs) You want to stay up all night but don't do cocaine? Try Adderall. You want to stay up for like seven hours and see a starfish? Let's take some ambient. God, what? Right? You remember? Wait, yeah. Yeah. What was that? Was that a? What was the sketch we were gonna write? That's the, right. The ambient starfish. Oh my god, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh god. Shout out to it. shout out to Ellen. Yes. That was, that was her sketch. We gotta oh give credit. Oh my god, yeah. that was fucking great. Daryl, would you like to know more about this? Uh, a little bit. We'll okay. fill him in after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's try to yeah. fuck you. Let's stay on. Topic. All right. Stay on target. Uh, do you know what that's from? Stay on target. Yeah. Stay on target. Isn't that just a common? Stay on phrase? target. Stay on target. It's a crap. Oh, that's Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, oh. I don't. Duh. I don't know. Stay on target. My, no one. My line helped him. Yeah, it's a trap. That one I got. My line helped him. Guys, or like, my wife uh, said she's going to be ordering Chinese food. I think I'm going to get a boner. 
Doug, Doug just is going to leave the podcast. Stop <laughs> looking at your text. Let's, let's do the next she one. She said Chinese food. I have to answer this. So that's married life, huh? That's, oh, my God. You have no idea. You get a boner for Chinese food instead of your wife. <laughs> I have a lot to look forward to. Jill, that's not true. Old age sucks. But you also know how oh, I feel I'm about the, the southern Chinese so much food. this episode. That's... I, yeah, I don't know, man. All right. I don't like stuff. that. I got to stop it. Okay. Sorry, guys. I just... Whew. Blood flows back to normal now. Is he the ticklish one? No. 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 <laughs> Sorry. What the audience doesn't know is that we cut and took two hours for Doug to just be alone. Doug just that. ran around the apartment <laughs> screaming, Chinese food! Guys, I had to take care of business in more way than one. We're so, not going down that path again. Next, uh, next, uh, next topic here. I kind of mentioned it in a previous podcast, but the Rugrats theory. Right. That none of the babies in that show uh, actually exist. And okay. here's how the theory goes. All right. None of the babies in Rugrats actually exist, but they are all instead figments of Angelica's imagination mm-hmm. as a result of her parents' negligence. Chucky died hmm. with his mother, which explains how much of a nervous wreck his father is. Tommy was a stillborn baby, which Jesus. explains why his father, Stu, was always in the basement making toys for the son he never had. Finally, the DeVilles had an abortion to compensate... For not knowing the sex of the baby, Angelica invented twins in her head. One boy, one girl. Uh, wow. That is a really dark theory. That's from creepypasta.com. Oh, I don't know if you guys okay. have ever yeah. been there, but yeah. yeah. I don't like this. What yeah. about the dog? Was it real? <laughs> the dog was imagined as well. The dog was real. Oh, the, do- the dog oh. was real. Oh, well, right. then that just blows this out of the water. Uh, here's, here's, here's my first uh, <laughs> rebuttal to this. Uh, Angelica already had an imaginary friend in Cynthia, her her uh, doll, the Barbie-like mm-hmm. oh doll my. that she talks to. So it's like, what, she's got that, and also she's making up these other children? That's... Why wouldn't Cynthia be mobile and right, like, moving yeah. around? To, why, like, yeah, she, why is yeah. she a doll? Like, I need to imagine I have a doll? Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. I'm not going to lie, I haven't watched the show in years, so I just yeah. remember bits and pieces. I think this is kind of Darryl a weak theory. Daryl and I do a, a weekly Rugrats podcast. You haven't, <laughs> oh, that's you haven't right. Yeah. That? Come on. It's called the Tommy Pickles Hour. Yeah. Yeah. We review two episodes every episode, and we're just going to go through it. Just going through it. You know this, that show was on for like 20 years. Was it really? Uh, mm, that was a gross exaggeration. Not 20 years. It that was, show was on for like was, 20 years, really? It was, was like three, but whatever. No, no, no. It was definitely over 10. Well, I know they had like a, a, a separate movie, standalone and, movie, which means it had to be around a while for that. And yeah. and I will say they also had two seasons of the All Grown Up when they're all like 10-year-olds. I think that's where someone kind of pulled a little bit. The, I didn't really investigate this too much other than the actual theory itself, but they were mm-hmm. saying the All Grown Up episodes made – actually, I think it made less sense because she was. they were saying that Angelica got into drugs at that point in time, whatever. Yeah. I don't really like <laughs> this theory that much. Okay, uh, that was that was the theory, not the actual plot, right? Like Correct. Nickelodeon that's the theory. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's just walking around like just scratching uh, her arm like, uh, I'll suck your dick for I a think, dime bag. I think they were guys, guys, they were like 12. <laughs> I think they were saying she eventually committed suicide by Good the end of that. God. Jesus Christ. The Rugrats were about like imagining that a exactly. bowl was a helmet. Imagining. Imagining. That's the, that's the key word. All right. Fair. I walked into that one. <laughs> I do have to say one of my favorite episodes that I do remember was when uh, Tommy goes to uh, daycare. Okay. And it's basically like a prison episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got like the kid that can make anything out of Play-Doh. Yes. He's oh, got, my like, God. Like he makes a key. Yes. yes. And they like. I forgot about that. He goes into Even like. Even as a kid, I always like was like, that bullshit. I could do Play-Doh as a key. That doesn't work. I loved it, too, because like he did like a timeout 
he got time out by a teacher or something like that, and he it was for five minutes, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, he's got five minutes and so basically like solitary." Solitary. And yes. He just took it like a man. So like the big bully kid was like, "Whoa, no one's ever done time out like that before. We're cool." Like he won their respect yeah, yeah. by doing time like a man. It was like I just remember that episode was like so. I was like, "This is really cool." And even as an adult, it still <laughs> they, resonated. They had an episode about abusive relationships <laughs> yeah. where a kid did the whole cycle of violence with the Rugrats, and Angelica had to like defeat him yeah. because he would be so nice to them and they'd be like he's so much nicer than Angelica but then he would hit them whenever they did something wrong wow. and in, only in retrospect wow. as an adult am I like oh my god they're teaching us about abusive relationships <laughs> it's so like, impressive that's, that's the nuance that that show got to yeah. Like, yeah. that's some fantastic writing that was really really impressive so in general yeah. I think the theory is kind of eh. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say the minority report theory uh, with my um, uh, <laughs> amendment to it <laughs> trumps this one yeah. even without your amendment I think it, it's, still, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a better solid. option. Yeah. All right, cool. Here's a good one. Has anyone ever seen Forrest Gump? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, mo- the movie. <laughs> Look at your yes. Have I you know the anime. Have <laughs> you seen the Forrest Gump anime? I just wanted to see your I was face. Like, when, no, I've, I've seen Forrest, <laughs> Forrest Gump. When he's running, it's just like those streaks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an Attack on Titan sort of thing as he's running. He's run, like, Forrest, run. And he's like got that really serious thing where they always yell everything in his mind. He's like, <laughs> His eyes are wide and like twinkling like they like, do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get away from Baba. You know, just like screaming as he's doing it, his internal monologue. Uh, I love that shit so much. No, oh, I, I've seen Forrest Gump. I just wanted to see what your face it. would look like. I was like, I'm pretty sure Dave's yeah. seen this. Yeah. He's I, with it. I'm pretty sure the first time I saw Forrest Gump was because like our high school forced us to watch it <laughs> so we would learn about history <laughs> oh, or oh something God. crazy like that. <laughs> you guys want to learn about history? Watch Forrest Gump. Okay, I'm going to pause it right here. So this is Richard Nixon. <laughs> he was a president, and we're going to move on. Right? It's <laughs> and that was all it was. Yeah. <laughs> I love that t- the lazy teaching where it's like, well, I just watch a movie. It's mostly true. So what's the what's the fan? So here's theory the for theory. This one? I feel like I might have heard this one before. But okay, go ahead. I think go. I, I think I have. The theory is that uh, that Forrest Gump's kid at the end is not actually his kid. Oh, that's oh, it's different. Yeah. Okay. Keep that going. Jenny actually tricked him into coming oh. back Ooh, and marrying bitch. her because while she was absent, she slept with a bunch of dudes. Right, she yeah. got knocked up, and she's like. I can get this dummy to take care of me, and he's rich. Hmm. So she calls him back. She tricks him into thinking that it's his child. He marries her, okay. and then she dies. Is there the lover in me? The romantic mm-hmm. does not want to believe that, right? Is there what? Is there evidence? What for is this practical? Or? Practical Doug says there's <laughs> it could happen. Not <laughs> gonna happen. I just don't want to. <laughs> I just don't want to believe is, it. Is, but what Daryl was saying is, is there evidence for this theory? Because. I think the way it kind of breaks down was just it, it, it's the evidence comes from the fact that um, she was extremely irresponsible, okay. which we can all agree happened. Mm. She was an irresponsible right. person, irresponsible adult. Um, she does have sex with with Forrest once, but we also see her having sex with other people before right. that. Forrest right. also has sex with the pillow or a robe. <laughs> it was her roommate's robe. He doesn't have sex with it. He just ejaculated and wiped himself off on it. And then it comes to life. That's... and It's the new Pixar movie. Exactly. <laughs> Roby, <laughs> I came here from Forrest Gump. <laughs> That's the real child. That's the fan theory. The real child is the robe. God damn it. <laughs> the real child is the robe. His, well, I mean, it was it was like his, stiff enough to, yeah. And oh then my one God. magic holiday, Forrest spooged <laughs> on me. So we're, and this is where we're tying like movie into movie again. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then old Yeller runs by the window and then. <laughs> and then <laughs> 
<laughs> Citizen Kane is their neighbor. Right? <laughs> so I, I, I don't necessarily... Always leaving his damn sled out in the I yard. I feel like this theory is reaching, but I do yeah. appreciate it because I think you can make an argument for it. It... Be- I think I agree. Like mm-hmm. practically, it is sort of like it is more likely that the child's not forced. It fits the the character yeah. profiles better. But I think like for starters, the child really smart. Yeah, the child was black. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know right, right, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forrest, this is your child. I'll love him like he was my own. <laughs> Jenny said it's my child. I I gotta believe her. <laughs> I am part Italian. He said that he just was out in the sun for a while. Oh, That's what God. Jenny said. All right, well, we're going to move on past this. <laughs> okay, anyway, um, Daryl, how does that make you feel? Uh, but the, the – th- I feel like um, there's kind of like a rule that you have to apply sometimes where it's like things happen because it's a movie. Like sometimes sure. people will watch movies and it's like, well, why would they do that? And it's like because if they don't do it, the movie's 10 minutes long. 100% and so with that, it's like of course it's Forrest's child because it's Forrest's movie and yeah. Jenny is his love interest. <clears throat> sure. And, and so, it wraps up happy at the right, end. And yeah. yeah. It's the American ending. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because uh, honestly, if you had the ending where it was like you find out that she tricked him, what a horrible ending. Oh, te- right? yeah. First yeah. of all, that wouldn't test well with test audiences. People would be yeah. like, fuck that shit. Oh, yeah. this poor guy's got to live with this, this child dummy. thinking that well, no, that, is, but yeah. not How actually. much different is that in the tone of the movie where everything, like, he's a good-hearted person and things work out yeah. because he's trying everything, yeah. and then at the end, he gets fucked over <laughs> by the girl who he truly loves. Kicked in the nuts, yeah. And Jenny already has a likability problem. Sure. If, if they have her cuckold <laughs> forest, people will hate her forever. Oh, my God, that's so true. But I also, Justin, you, you, Daryl, I don't know if, you, if you ever played Team Fortress 2 computer games. Uh, yeah, I've played it before. Just yeah. Fuck yeah! High yeah. five on that one. I, I've I've had friends who are much nerdier than I am. That's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Do you, Justin? Do you remember when I showed you? And you this goes to you too, Daryl. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Team Fortress Two videos they put out, and specifically the one with the pyro, the, the saxies? Not not the but the the ones that Valve specifically did to introduce the characters. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember yeah. the one with the pyro? Where yeah, yeah. Everything in his mind is it's like sunshine and, and yeah. rainbows, but in real life he's murdering people. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if here's my fan theory, Forrest. That movie is through Forrest's eyes, so everything is wonderful and great, but what if Forrest has done some terrible things along the oh. way? Oh! Like, Forrest is just like, he's a bigot, and he just, yeah. like... But his mind, everything, he's, he's like, he I'm a good cats. man, yeah. I do well. Like, that time he gets in a fight, every time he gets in a fight with someone, he's instigating it. Yeah. You know what? That That's actually a fan theory that I can kind of get behind. Because 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 conceptually, it doesn't change anything about the movie. True. It just makes you want to rewatch it and and then be like, okay, with this new filter, yeah. what does the movie look like? And it yeah. makes it interesting. What's the filter from Jenny's perspective? Or how about this? Someone someone begged this, and this was from Cracked, where someone was like, what if you switch the gender roles mm-hmm. with this? What if Jenny was a simple-minded person with a good heart yeah. who then goes to Forrest at college, like, and yeah. wants to be like, I love you, Forrest. And Forrest ends up like having sex with her. Totally changes the dynamic. That changes the whole yeah, movie. Yeah. The Cosby story. <laughs> uh, too, too soon? I don't know. Uh, Question mark? Well, considering this will come out later, Third? probably not. No. Right? Yeah, probably just right? If we give it a 12-week bumper, buffer, we'll be, <laughs> right? we'll be fine, oh, right? We're good then. We're good, yeah. yeah not, not to mention that this has been like 30 years in the making. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Much darker, though, when you think of it in it's that perspective. It's super dark, oh, yeah. Oh. All right. I'm so, getting sad now. <laughs> yeah, right? Let's, let's, can we turn this around with a fun one? Okay. Has anyone seen the movie The Thing by uh, John Carpenter? It's been remade Ooh. like... 
a bunch of times. That's false. It's not been remade a bunch of times. I mean, it originally came I out get... in the fifties, or actually, I think it was the thirties or the forties. It was like the thing from outer space, mm-hmm. and then John Carpenter remade it in the eighties, in the mm-hmm. and then they did a fucking prequel to it oh. in the two thousands. Which, spoiler alert, guys, the prequel is if you've seen the thing, you know what happens in the prequel, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's, I think we need to do an entire episode on prequels. Personally. I will fucking rant and rave about I know prequels. you will. We were kind of so ranting and raving before you, before you got Have you here. seen the thing? Uh, I have not, but here's the thing. I think similar... <laughs> si- similar yeah, movies, movies get another point. Uh, similar to Minority Report, I think it's like such a part of the culture. It's been parodied and referenced so many times by other things. Yeah, yeah. I'm fully aware of what it's about, and every, even though I've never seen it. How about you, Justin? You've seen it? I've seen it. You have? Yeah. Uh, it's been a, been a long time. I but, still yeah. contest it's one of the scarier movies uh, made because of the practical effects that they use. It is. It is. I I, I'll, I will say that, I mean, at this point, it is a little dated. Like, oh, when yeah. I go back and watch Not it, I'm everything just like, works it's, on it. it's terrifying. But then I'm like, once you full on see the thing, sure. you're just like, all right. Yeah, that was kind of like a stop motion thing yeah. that they used. For anyone who hasn't seen the thing, I highly recommend you watch it. I don't know if it's on Netflix right now or not, but definitely check it out. Essentially, it's about a group of guys uh, that are up on the uh, Arctic, and they're working at a research station, mm-hmm. and they come in contact with some Norwegian guys, and uh, one of them has a dog, and it turns out the dog is an alien life form that they've dug up from another camp. And the alien has the ability of as soon as it comes in contact, well, the dog's with you, not an alien. The well, dog right. is the dog, the dog is, is the infested alien. with the right. Alien. It's the it, carrier. It will no, actually, the dog is technically the alien. So basically, what it does is once once you be once it like it will mimic you entirely and destroy whatever is there. So essentially, it infects you and then destroys you, consumes you, and it becomes a mimic of you, a copy of you. Okay, okay. all right. And then just by being around people, it will do that. So the whole the scary thing about the movie is that you're in this encampment of dudes and you don't know no right. one knows who is because it's such a perfect match. Right, right. So the whole thing is these guys are trying to figure out who is what and it's like they're isolated, they can't get out anywhere. Right. And it's it's horrifying. The end of the movie, which mm-hmm. I'm going to spoil this for you guys, That's fine. ends with uh, it's got a bunch of great actors in it too. One of them is uh, Kurt Russell mm-hmm. and Keith David. If you don't know who, who Keith David is, he does a wonderful voice acting most of the time. You've seen him in. Uh, um, uh, platoon and uh, platoon. I have seen. Hey, add it up, chalk it up there. We're three for th- we're three on three right now. So essentially, Whew. they decide to do this like final attack on the alien at the end. Yeah, and a bunch of people get killed. And at the end, Kurt Russell is throwing Molotov cocktails because it doesn't like heat because mm-hmm. they're in a cold environment. Yeah. So they're throwing mo- he's throwing Molotov cocktails and everything. The whole encampment blows up, and he's left out in the barren wastelands of the Arctic. It's dark. He knows he's going to die at this point in time. And then Keith David shows up, and the two of them kind of eye each other, and they're kind of having like this casual conversation, but Kurt Russell doesn't know if Keith David is actually the alien right. or not. Mm-hmm. So they share a drink. So at the end, after Kurt Russell has set fire to the camp, he comes across, across Keith David, and they share a drink. The theory goes that the bottle they share is filled with gasoline as Russell has been throwing Molotov cocktails. Mm. The idea being that when Keith David drinks and does not react to the gasoline in the bottle, Russell has identified him as the alien and now just accepts that he will die alone with the alien. Okay. Which was amazing because the Mm. thing, when I originally saw the movie, I watched it and I realized I looked at it as these two guys were just like, they didn't truly know, but they they knew that they were going to die. Yeah, mm-hmm. but when he does that, that that adds an interesting twist on it because by him seeing 
him drink and knowing that it's gasoline, he's like, this guy's a fucking alien, but it doesn't matter because we're going to die here. And I know that he's not going to he's not going to go on because we're both going to die together. And but he world. dies at the idea knowing that this other guy is the alien. Okay. Interesting. Which adds a huge twist for me on that. Yeah, it's okay. such a psychological twist. Because I like that one. That, that one that movie, one's good, yeah. That movie is great cuz the whole time you're like, who the fuck is yeah, an alien and you have no idea who to trust. Now, it could it, it could stand to reason that the the he doesn't die. He just freezes until the next group of yahoos come back. That is, and that is possible freezing, because right? they, they find a chunk of ice with the alien in it. The Norwegian camp does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it unthought. So it, it does stand to reason that if they do find the camp, that it could live on because it right. has survived before. Yeah. But, I mean, so. it, it's still kind of like, um, you know, the, he, he tries at least. Heroic sacrifice, even if it doesn't work. Like, yeah. that's the best way to die in that situation exactly. rather than just being another... Or it's just, it's, it's cool with the idea that he's just like, he's like, cool, I know what, I know what's happening. And mm-hmm. like you said, the heroic sort of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. going down like a, like a champ. Right. It's yeah. fine. I know you're the alien and I'm not, I'm not afraid. Yeah. And it's like a really cool sort of ending to it. Not a huge twist, not a huge yeah, yeah. like fan theory, but like when, when they presented that, I'm like, oh... It changes the perspective of it a little bit, which exactly. is kind of cool. Yeah, because I always thought it was a badass yeah. ending anyway, because it was it was kind of dark. I yeah, like, these yeah. guys are yeah. fucked, and I was like, I want, and I, it actually seems like it would make more sense to me if he did know that, right? Because he'd be like, "Cool, uh, we're just gonna die here, and I just I'm gonna die knowing that you're dying with me too, potentially." Well, alien, alien, <laughs> take that. Take I mean, that alien. and it's a positive fan theory, which I feel like is so rare. It's oh, people yeah. always want to make it darker. And right, that right. one is like, you know what? This is a dark movie. We don't have to make it darker. Let's yeah. give it a happier. Well, you know. Well, what about this? Happy. I've got a personal fan theory on this one. Okay. Oh. What if when he's throwing the Molotov cocktails and then everything blows up, he gets knocked out? Ah! And the rest of the no. like the next five minutes are just he dreams. The fumes no. from all the Molotov cocktails. Right. It's him just having a fever. No. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or 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 the whole beginning of the movie, he gets frostbite. Right. Ah! And he, he gets goes unconscious and he just dreams this. He's a nightmare. Yeah, and then he right? wakes up and the guy's like, Hey, hey, wake up, wake up. We got to go do research now. And he's and like, then he oh, murders okay. everyone because he thinks they're aliens. Exactly. The end. <laughs> they just zoom out, and all of a sudden we're in the eye of a dog, and the dog <laughs> is just thinking about this crazy situation. And then we zoom out from there, and we see the Earth, and then the universe, and then we see it's a marble, and we see aliens are just playing with the marbles of the universe. Hey, wait a minute. And then we zoom out, and then we see a research camp. <laughs> and the aliens are in a research camp in Antarctica. <laughs> And we just keep zooming. <laughs> we, we zoom back and we see they're on a set and they're just filming a movie. <laughs> you can see the zipper. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What, what, uh, what else? How many more of these? We, we got? got two more. All right, let's do this. And yeah. one of them I strongly disagree with. And I'm going to save that one for last. Oh, all right. oh okay. All right. So uh, any Harry Potter fans sure. in the room? Harry who? Oh, here we go. I was like, Daryl, don't do this to me, bud. No, that's, yeah. that's eight ticks that you get on the not scene side. You've now pissed off Justin... <laughs> to the to the nth yeah. degree. So this one was pretty cool. I saw it recently um, in the f- in the s- in the Deathly Hallows Part One. Okay. Either the book or well, the book is obviously one book, but the movie. Right. Um, there's a beautiful animation sequence where yeah, uh, they yeah. describe what the Death- Deathly Hallows are. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I love. Oh man, that I great? love that. That was part. A really well done. Yeah. It was yeah. so stylistically different from the rest of the movie. It's almost like s- like a different director did that part. Right. Yeah. I remember being very captured by that and seeing how cool it was. And this it was a guest guest director from the guy who did Ponyo. It was uh, <laughs> Tarantino actually and Howl's it. Moving Castle. Yeah, Tarantino actually directed that. Mm. Oddly enough, <laughs> that's so different from everything else he's ever done ever. But okay. So here's how this one goes: 
And the fairy tale told in the book, the eldest brother. So the, the way the tale goes, if you haven't seen this, is there's oh, three yeah, brothers. Yeah. An oldest, a middle, and a youngest, and three brothers are trying to. Uh, While you're telling this, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna break all podcast protocol and turn lights on. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, what happens is three brothers are trying to cross uh, a very I dangerous river, <laughs> a very dangerous river, and normally people die there, but they use magic, and by using magic, they're able to summon a bridge, and they cross it, and Death is pissed, so Death shows up, and he's like, "You cheated me." Um, well, no, no. He comes up and he's nice to. He's them. nice to him. He's pissed, but he's nice to him. He goes because you've because you've you've achieved this. I'm going to give you gifts. Mm-hmm. What do you want? And the first brother, the eldest brother, asks for a wand that's unlike any other that allow him to defeat anybody. Mm-hmm. The, the the middle brother asks for a uh, a, st- a resurrection stone, which mm-hmm. allows him to resurrect. He wants to resurrect his dead wife. Right. To talk to her. And the third one asks for courage. We know this. <laughs> <laughs> The third one asks for uh, an invisibility cloak, or he wants to be able to hide from death yeah. until he actually yeah. dies. So death gives him the invisibility cloak. And that's the one that death is most reluctant to give, Yes, which is a, such a nice touch. So the uh, the eldest brother uses the wand in a nearby village. He's murdered. Someone steals his wand. The second brother uh, resurrects his dead wife, and he eventually goes crazy with sadness because he realizes he'll never be able to actually be with his wife again. He eventually commits suicide. Mm-hmm. And the youngest brother hides from death until the very end where he's ready to die. He passes his cloak on to his son, and then uh, he and death embrace like, uh, like, like old, old friends, friends once again as they pass into the, yeah. into the, into the beyond. So, again, beautiful little, little story. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So this is how the theory goes. Uh, in the fairy tale told in the book, the eldest brother is actually Voldemort. <laughs> as he seeks the Elder Wand for power. He's right. ultimately defeated, you know, by someone else. Right, yeah. Snape is the middle brother who seeks the Resurrection Stone as he seeks to find Lily again as he loves her so much it drives him mad and ultimately leads to his death. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Harry is the youngest brother who has the Cloak of Invisibility. Okay. He gladly welcomes death to sacrifice himself to destroy the Horcrux in- inside of himself. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And Dumbledore is death. As he interacts with all of these characters and all of these um, items at some point, and then he, when Harry dies, he meets Dumbledore at the King's Cross Station at the very end, oh, and they yeah, welcome each other yeah. as old friends. I don't know if that's a f- fan theory; they're more like a critical analysis. Yeah, I think that's sure. like it's your your. Uh, it's a comparative, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a comparative or critical analysis. Yeah, that's that's because if that's a fan theory, that's a shitty fan theory. <laughs> J.K. Rowling actually yeah. came out and saying that was one of her favorite fan theories about. That's uh, really, yeah. I mean, it's be- it's beautifully it's, yeah. crafted and and very well like like the the connection lines are very mm. well drawn. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, as far as it being legitimate. Yeah. No, I mean the timeline doesn't add up first. Right? At all. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> not all, they're not, not literally the yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's more of a metaphor. Yeah, I mean, which but, yeah, I don't but, know if that was originally intended or not. Obviously no, I, not. I, yeah. I could see that. I I wouldn't be surprised if J.K. Rowling like that was in the back of her mind, and then when whoever came up with that theory presented it to her, she was like, "Holy shit, that is what I did." Someone actually caught that little like yeah, through yeah. line I drew. Yeah, yeah. like she yeah. may have she may have taken those characters and gone, "What are this? What's the personification yeah. in yeah. items of them?" Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And also at the same time, I, when you ever read any sort of piece of literature or look at any piece of art, you can find a way to obviously from most fan theories, people can mm-hmm. shoehorn or find stuff that actually does work to it. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, in this case, it like obviously John Carter they have the green. I already prepped him about that today. <laughs> I read him parts of our discussion. <laughs> Justin e- texted me today. 
Ooh, sorry, at work and saying that uh, John Carter, the movie that flopped, was actually in the green after all this time, which is categorically <laughs> false. It's not in the green. The, the thing that I love more than anything is that I can rope Doug into the stupidest debate just mm-hmm. by mentioning the name John Carter. Yep. I absolutely adore it. He, he laid the bait, and I, <laughs> I gladly picked it up and followed it. Really, at my desk, like I, near tears, like laughing, just at my, like, this is fantastic. I immediately was looking at facts. I'm like, that's false, and here's why. And da 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 In fact, they grossed $284 million on a budget of 250 but the $250 million does not include any marketing or advertising. And then we found a whole nother article that just blew both of our arguments out of the water yeah. and said, like, the actual budget was closer to three $306.6 million. Then with marketing, they would have to gross over $6 million to break oh, even. Million. Or $600 yeah. million to break even. Yeah, I was Doug like, well, that. fuck that then. Yeah. They're, uh, not, no, they're not yeah. in the green. Before before we started recording, I basically had to listen to Doug complain about this <laughs> to like kind of cool him so down. Sorry. You know, be like, all right, man, I get it. And I it's get funny it. Because he goes, I can tell the dynamic between you two is that like Justin will rile you up. <laughs> And then yeah. let you kind of like bring you back down and then rile you up again. And that's kind of yeah, how that's it goes. Your, I'm that's like, that's exactly what yeah. our, how in, we work. In three episodes, I picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how it works, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it works. It works. Speaking of riling me up, here's the last thing. All right. Okay, all right. Here we go. This one involves the Dark Knight, so I'm very opinionated about this. Oh. And you guys may have seen oh this. Oh, my God. It's yeah, been I've circulating seen this, yeah. recently. The, uh, I think I wanted to bring this up at one time. Like, I saw that, and I was like, I need to remember this as a. Because I thought, I thought it, I was like, you're such a Dark Knight fan that, yeah, yeah I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. So, the okay. theory Have is that the, the Joker yes. right. is that. <laughs> Good question. I've, and can I get two other ticks? I've seen the other uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Did we bring those up? We haven't right, brought those up. Well, we'll... I just mean you were going to mark me down for eight ticks if I hadn't seen the Harry Potter movies. I I'll give know, you. Do have you seen all eight Harry Potter movies? I have seen all eight Harry Potter movies. One, I've read two, all the books three, as well. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, and an extra, oh. And an extra one for the books. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. The score is in my favor now. <laughs> we, have, uh, we might have ourselves a landslide it's here. It's 15 to 3, damn it. <laughs> Boom. Have you ever seen the movie Predator? Oh, God. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> 15 to 4. We're coming back. We're coming at, back. At this point, like, our, our improv group class act is like, they always make that joke, have you seen Predator yet? At this point, I can't see it or we can't do the joke anymore. So I'm doing it for them. I'm, I'm doing it for you have guys. Have you seen Fight Club? I have seen Fight Club. Okay, yeah. cool. Right. A little bit of insight here. This is a great game, by the way, because every time you ask, there's a risk that he's going to get more points. I know, right? It's a good, it's a good game. <laughs> I'm really excited. I like you, this game. Yeah, let's let's do it a little bit. A little a little bit of insight into the joke with Predator is that one time uh, we did a bunch of scenes. We did some scenes involving Predator, where someone mentioned Predator, and Daryl had like we could tell Daryl didn't know, mm-hmm. so we kept like that theme going, and we're like, yeah. yeah, it's just like in the movie Predator when this, and Daryl's like. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly uh, it. And afterwards, we're like, "Have you seen Predator?" He goes, "No." We're like, "What the fuck, man!" Yeah. So it became an ongoing thing yeah. where it's like, you know, you know what's so weird? I listened to another podcast where it was a forty-eight minute long review of Predator, <laughs> and I was like, "I can't escape this movie." That's awesome. That is awesome. By the way, pretty good movie. I think it still stands up over yeah. the time. It's pretty good. All right. It sounded good you from what so? they were saying. I, it's it's a fun action movie. It I'll is say fun. that from for being from the eighties. Right, it's pretty. Yeah. It, it's, I, mean, it's, it, I feel like it's, it's the quintessential eighties well. action movie. Yeah. Like I will. That, that's what I'm going to give it. Schwarzenegger, Apollo Creed. I mean, yeah. everything's good. Yeah. So it's worth checking out. All right, on to the final one here. Here we go. So, the theory is that the Joker is truly the hero. Yeah, in the is, Dark Knight. Yeah. So <laughs> let's break this down point by point. Oh boy. Okay. So first point. 
The theory basically lays out how Gotham was a pretty crummy place before the Joker. Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> the, the Gotham was a pretty crummy place before the Joker. Organized crime was everywhere. Officials were corrupt. And there was even a crazy vigilante running around thinking he was a giant bat or something. Along comes the Joker, and by the end of a very short time, almost all organized crime was eliminated. Many corrupt officials were imprisoned or dead, and the city's vigilante even went into hiding for eight years. So there's a couple more points here. I'll do, go through them pretty quick. The Joker starts off the movie by robbing a bank. Uh, doesn't sound too heroic, but remember, it was actually a mob-controlled bank. Spoiler alert. Um, and he even killed a bunch of bank robbers in the process. Uh, they also say that the Joker wages war against the institutions of law in Gotham, which means assassinating judges and commissioners. It's clearly uh, wrong, but the writer reminds us that the system in Gotham is corrupt. High officials are corrupt. Cops are corrupt. It's everywhere. The Joker is cleaning up the streets in a way Batman and Harvey Dent never could. There's a couple other on here, but I feel like we got the point. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, who would like to start? I'm going to go last. <laughs> My 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 first thing is that I think on the inter- on the internet it's very common to confuse um, hurting the bad guy with doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, Joker did hurt the mob, and he did technically like get rid of these corrupt officials. That doesn't make him the good guy mm-hmm. because in the process he also kills, harms, maims. A bunch of really bad people. Or, I mean, a bunch of uh, good people, innocent citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, Were and, they innocent though? Uh, uh, right. I'm the, just okay. Saying. Those those people. Everyone's got skeletons. F- fair enough, but <laughs> it, it just it goes back to that theory of like, if we have to kill a hundred thousand people to save a million, we'll do it because the numbers check out. And it's just like, no, morality doesn't work that way. I like that. So, that's a good answer. Yeah. So that's. That's my, I guess that's my biggest problem with it. I have a bunch of little problems, but that's my big problem. That's the big one. All right, yeah. Justin, what's your big problem? I I don't have a problem with it. I think it's spot on. <laughs> there it is. I think there the, he I is. think the Joker. Playing devil's advocate. Here he goes. The Joker. Goodbye. And we're off. <laughs> no, I think the Joker. Uh, I think right. the Joker was spot on. I think cool. that I see. He, uh, I see how this is lining up. All right, here we go. <laughs> the All dynamic right. is All happening. Right. Here we go. So my first big, big, big problem with this. Is how he sets it up by saying that the Gotham was a pretty crummy place before the Joker uh, mm-hmm. gets there. Mm-hmm. False. How? The fact that criminals are running scared at the sight of the bat signal. The fact that all the drug dealers mm-hmm. are out of town and the only place that uh, the Russian guys can buy from is Scarecrow. The fact that he's beaten the mob to the point mm-hmm. where they actually have to hire the Joker yeah. to deal with him proves to me the yeah. fact that – th- now. It's, it's, uh, before I jump ahead, it proves to me that this is actually in a good place. If this was Batman Begins, we could totally have this conversation. If Joker showed up and all of a sudden, whatever. But Batman had been cleaning up the place so much to the point where he forced the mob to hire the Joker. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Here's so, the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. They did not initially set out and go, we need to find this Joker fella. No. Batman's he's a bee in our bonnet. Like yeah. They did mm-hmm. not say that. Sure. The Joker hit him really hard on the bank. Yeah. That's what forced their hand. Mm-hmm. So well, he initiated the cleanup. Well, and then Batman got that guy who was taking care of their money who was in China. Because mm-hmm. uh, they were like, oh, he was like, I'll keep your money safe. Right. And then yeah. he, Lau. Bat, Lau, that was yeah. his name. And then Batman got him, and they were like, okay, well, now we have to hire the Joker because that was our last. Yeah. Exactly. Last. So if the Joker yeah. had never set into motion, if, if Bat, hold on, Batman was still – 
the mob was still. Let's go ahead. Go the ahead. Mob, build, no, build your the, bridge here. The mob good. was still running at full capacity until the Joker. The Joker created the need for himself. Exactly. I don't. I don't think he was running at full capacity. I would argue that at that right. point in time, they. The mob was still running. They were still running, but they were hurting. To the yeah. point where he had located by using irradiated yeah, bills. But the Joker crippled him. Batman wouldn't have never used The Joker used didn't the, cripple him. He took a relatively small amount of money from him. Uh, enough to where they needed to they needed to send Go it to, all with they needed yeah, to, to hire Dow. him and send it all to yeah, China. No, Dow. the reason why they sent it all with China is because Batman used irradiated bills and had uh, the police station buying making drug buys with them for months so they could find out where the money was going and then they were gonna hit the banks. So Batman's just gonna like super slow play this while all these drugs are hitting the streets and the mm-hmm. kids are getting addicted and the jokers are like, you hey, know what? We're gonna make this the drug we're gonna make this happen. A drug buyer didn't even want to buy drugs from a guy because he's like, No nah, man, I don't feel it tonight. He's like you got a better chance of winning the Powerball instead of running into him. Yeah, that guy was still out selling drugs. He was, but he wasn't doing very good with business. That Okay, the the <laughs> fact of how good or bad he is as a salesman has nothing to do no. with how good or bad Batman is as a vigilante. He decreased the, Batman decreased the demand to the point where I'm sure these guys were probably... That's saying, capitalism! Exactly! He couldn't even give the, the drugs. No, Batman's building up capitalism. He's not cleaning the streets. He sure was. He was hurting the demand. Oh, my to God. The point where you guys these guys, have... the drugs were worthless at that point in time. They couldn't even sell. They couldn't even give them away. I feel like you guys have the opposite dynamic as uh, from usual right now. <laughs> oh, we absolutely do, yeah. So here's, um, an, here's another thing I have with it, too. Where it says, like, you know, oh, yeah, he killed a lot of bad people, blah, blah, blah. Okay, what about the end scene with the boats? He had the two right, fairies. Yeah. He was going to murder. Yeah. You don't know people. that. You don't know that. Uh, yeah. Did one, was, of them, did one of them blow up? He was getting the detonator out to do it, and Batman stopped him. But did he pull the trigger? He didn't because Batman stopped him. Because of Batman. But if Batman had let him go... You don't know that the boats would have blown up. I'm pretty sure yeah, you would have blown up. Yeah, oh, was, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna <laughs> fucking win a million dollars tomorrow. I'm pretty sure Joker would have uh, would have would have blown up. Here, the boats. Here's the thing, too. Okay, uh, Joker's whole thing is like chaos would be better because oh, look at all these corrupt officials. Yeah. But I think we have thousands of years of histories that prove society is better than anarchy. Like it's a romantic notion, but no. <laughs> The system is better. It can get no, corrupt. No, the system is down. The system, system is, is down. down. The system is down. The system is down. All your base. Base. <laughs> oh, man, that was super nerdy. That was fun. Um, um, what was it? Uh, the uh, ahead, system was down. Pull out your yeah. lies. Pull out your lies, Justin. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. This is like, okay, whatever, sure. People can think that way, but. This is a. Horrible, horrible yeah. reach of a theory. Yeah. It is struggling so hard to find any sort of evidence to be like, ah, well, and they leave out crucial details and things like that to be like. Here's the thing. Yeah. I completely don't side with this theory. Oh, I'm, I know I'm playing don't. devil's right. advocate. Oh, I, up and I down. warned him before we, we he got, got on. However, yeah. however. And I thought you did a good job of it, actually. Yeah, I tried. I give it a good I'm not done yet. We could go. <laughs> we could go. I mean, I'm done for the sake of time, but we could go on. I uh-huh. would. I'd be willing to take this point by sure. point and argue the fuck out of it. But. Yeah. I will say that they are I will say that they are solid arguments from his point. I, I do contest that they're solid arguments. Like from another frame of thinking, I do mm-hmm. contest that they are solid arguments. By an ends justify the means system, it's it it's like, okay, yeah, if he could predict if the Joker could predict that all of these things would happen and all of these bad people would die and then Batman would go away and there would be peace in the city, sure, but 
he had to burn a lot of bodies along the way to do it. Yeah, I mean the fact that uh, another thing too. Why did he put the he, he captured that uh, busload of people? You know, after the hospital explosion, mm-hmm. and he basically was going to have the uh, um, police snipe them all because yeah, they yeah. were dressed up like clowns. Instead, he had his crazy guys dressed up like doctors. So he, he killed Rachel. He killed Rachel. He didn't yeah. kill her. The explosion. The explosion. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. The explosion killed her. Sure. Yeah. So he made Two Face. He tainted Harvey Dent's soul. Yeah. That one he did. He There's... took the best of us and just brought yeah. him down to our level. Yeah. I mean, you can't argue that Harvey Dent wasn't doing a good job with the city. Yeah. Absolutely. He was. He was elected yeah. official. He was putting people away. That like... was that was the whole point. Is that yeah. Batman was like, he's better than I am. And he didn't he's, have to wear a mask. He didn't have to wear a mask. He's All doing right. it through the yeah. All right. I have a hard time arguing that way. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I think those points in a vacuum, sure. Yeah. yeah. But when you compile everything else together, I was like, it's it's a fun thing to try and think that, but it's, yeah. it's a huge reach. It's a huge jump, yeah. It's a huge jump. I don't think it's quite as good as, you know, Minority yeah. Report into Vanilla Sky. I'm still, that's that's the winner for me. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, winner. that's, oh my God, that's such a good thing. Uh, I, like, I like the thing. I think the yeah. thing one was pretty good, although it's not as crucial. I think I think uh, Minority Report into Vanilla Sky is the strongest one <laughs> yeah. of all those. It's time for the throwdown. Throwdown! Oh, what? what's the throwdown? Oh, don't act like you don't know what a throwdown <laughs> is. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. You, you not, he says, mark him down. He hasn't seen a throwdown. <laughs> Damn it! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You just, you lost. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's three times two, and that's six. So, and, man. Oh, crap. Um, all right, so <laughs> today's throwdown is going to be two, um, two very wealthy, two very intelligent men. Mm. We're doing Iron Man versus Batman. Iron Man. Ooh. Yeah, that's a tough one. Okay. All right. We're going to have to set the stage for this one, too. Where are they fighting? In space. Oh, they always go in space. Obviously. Okay. Who can throw the other one into space? Yeah, right. Because that's the one that wins. I have to decide with Iron Man off the top of their head. If they're fighting in space, then it's Iron Man. Hands down. Yeah. I set the stage. Uh, They are um, atop a building. They're they're atop a skyscraper. Okay. Mm. Does Batman know that Iron Man's coming? Does Batman have the jump on him? Jesus Christ! I need to know this because he was able to punch and beat up Superman. Okay, because he knew he chose the battleground. So it's Iron Man versus uh, like the Batman Iron Suit, like the metal, the Superman killing suit. Well, I think he also he he, Superman let him punch him. Next, uh, next. What are we talking about? The Dark Knight Returns? Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. Um, I don't know if Superman let him. Here's here's the thing, Batman. He doesn't need to get like his Batman Iron Man suit or, or anything. Batman would like find out some way to hack this uh, Tony suit or yeah. some way to disable it, like you know, pull the right thing out right. of it or whatever. Okay. You know, that's Batman's thing. Um, but do you think he could? Because Tony is right. equally as impressive. So do, don't you think he would have countermeasures in yeah. place? That's yes, exactly. Because here's what problem. I'm thinking: if Tony, you know, Bat EMP, because that's yeah, right. Because the thing is, I feel like uh, Tony, just for the sake of weapons, has range and blast mm-hmm. that could nuke speed. He's got he's I got mean, everything yeah. like that that could nuke him on a, on the paper with just straight firepower. Yeah. yeah, I give the I give the automatic win to Tony. But Batman, in the sake of the comics, being like the, the one right. of the world's greatest detectives and fighting things on his level and things like that, I'd say that sort of ingenuity would put him. If again, if he knew 
that if he was able to lure Iron Man into a situation that gives him right. the advantage, okay. I actually would probably give the advantage to Batman. Similar yeah. to how he lured Superman in. Like, the only exactly. reason he right. stood his fighting chance there was because right. it was on his terms. He, he had, said where, he had thought when, the entire thing out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He set everything up and was like, meet me here and I'll be waiting for you at this time. Yeah. And so situationally, yes. if Batman were the one to instigate... It would be ba- it would be yeah. Batman on top. Yeah. I think so. I th- again, I think Tony yeah. is very clever and things like that. But I think Batman is one of the the world's greatest detectives. Because the, yes, I, I think Batman's got the strategy and the tactics. Yes. Like he he could be like a like a war commander. Sure. Tony is super smart, but le- you know, let's not give him too much credit. He's an engineer. Yeah. He's, he's a technological genius. Absolutely. So, I think he's also emotionally volatile as well. Yeah, yeah. I so, can see him making Batman a mistake. Emotionally volatile? Like I feel like when it comes to uh, doing what – I don't think – I think he can stay the course. With, okay. Hello there, Wh- when it come When it comes to fighting, Batman's not volatile. When it comes to his relationships, he's volatile. Exactly. Fair. And Fair. he does I'll look at that. every criminal. Yeah. He projects basically this is the person that's killed my parents right. on each and every single one of them. Well, fair enough. So, yeah. But I, I feel like Tony, like we've seen him in the Get movies Get down and here, stuff flying like robot man. You killed my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you did this to me. You made me who I am. <laughs> um, I feel like uh, – like we've seen the movies and stuff like that. Like uh, Tony gets rattled, yeah, and he gets yeah. he gets kind of put on tilt. Like in the Avengers, you know, when they're talking about Coulson and like you know, uh, yeah, uh, Captain America's like, "This is the first time you lost a soldier." And he's like, "God damn it, we're not soldiers, right?" You know, yeah, he's like really. Oh yeah, that's a really good point. I yeah. love that scene. He's just or like, the the PTSD he's going through in Iron Man yeah, three. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. he's in, you know he he thinks a lot with his dick. You know, he does. He he's does. got a huge ego. Yeah. You know, yeah. so he's got a lot of things that can work against him. That I, I feel like uh, Batman right. could. Could do it, but if it's say like you know they're on equal ground, yeah. it's like Iron hey, Man. cool. It's an arena. Both you guys show up and fight. I'm going to give it to Iron Man. Yeah, because I don't think I, Batman I would agree be able with to that. do that. I absolutely agree with all that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. there we go. It was great. Uh, Daryl, thank you so much for taking the time to hang thank with us. I'm I'm sad that it's ending. Me I want too. this episode to be two hours long. This is amazing. This is so officially our longest episode thus far. I love it. Oh wow, really? Yeah, okay, fantastic. I'm honored. Thank and you. hopefully uh, we'll have you back sometime soon. We'll go some, great, some more yeah. nerdy stuff. Do you have uh, where can we find you on the internet and stuff? I was thinking about this. I was like, I don't have anything to plug. I guess I do have a Twitter. Nice. Uh, it's at McSwedes, uh, which is my a combination of my last name and my first name. <laughs> and that's uh, M-C-S-W-E-E-D-S, McSwedes. I don't see how that's a part of your, your first and last name. Uh, my last name is McSweeney, and my first name is Daryl. Starts with a D. Oh, I, sorry. And then my middle name is Spencer. So it's uh, it's part okay. of my last name and then my first initial and my middle initial. See what he did there? It's a yeah. complicated tried, Twitter tried, handle. Uh, trying yeah. to make me look like I, an asshole I am, for asking a question. I am heavily debating changing it, but I've had it for a while now. So <laughs> I was just like, oh, maybe he's probably part Swedish. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I was like, Daryl McSweeney. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. All right, cool. I, I, did, I did have at Daryl.McSweeney for a while, but I, I don't know. Everyone has fun Twitter names, uh, unless you're a big-time celebrity. So I just thought, you know, okay, I'll make like a fun Twitter name. That's cool. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, well, Doug and I are in class act. Hey, class act guys. Yeah. Uh, check randomly on the Facebooks. We have a, Oh yeah, I run the Facebook page he for does. class act. So please come and like us. Um, we are close to a hundred right now, but maybe by the time this episode comes out, we'll have maybe we'll cross that one hundred yeah. like threshold. But yeah, yeah we uh, we announce uh, shows. Uh, here and there in places that we perform. It's a lot yeah. of fun. So. Uh, it, yeah, in Chicago, Absolutely. where we are situated. Exactly. So, uh, Mind Gap has a Facebook page. Stop on by. Oh, like does us. It? Yes. Come okay. on by. All Check right. us I'll out. Like, like us. Uh, we also have a Twitter, uh, at Mind Gap Podcast. You can follow us there. 
Uh, and Justin has things. I have oh. a website, justinstrandland.com, and you can find me on the old Instagram and Twitters at Justin underscore Michael. It's M-I-K-E-L. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for coming out, Daryl. Of course. Awesome, guys. See you next week. Mind Gap Podcast.